0: hi there mamas welcome to the mom thrive podcast i'm your host sabrina a mom of two little ones under the age of five and i'm obsessed with making this journey full of joy for my kids and myself even on the days where I can find myself crying in a corner, I'm going to talk about how putting intention and myself at the forefront helped me ditch mom Fung. We all talk about what our kids deserve, but this is a conversation about what you deserve and what your desires are and how to get to mom thrive that mood when you feel like a badass and at peace even when the laundry's not put away. Welcome back to the mom thrive podcast i'm excited for today's guest karina f daves she is a mom coach and when I tell you that I have learned so much from her when it comes to how to show up as not only a mom but a woman that lives intentionally and also knows kind of like how to ask ourselves what we really need and what are the boundaries that we need to set to be able to live this life. And as a mom myself, one of the things that I learned is that if I'm not happy and I don't identify what those reasons, what the reasons that are causing me not to be happy is, it's really hard to get over on the other side and show up as the mom that I want to be. So welcome Karina.
1: Hey, how are you? Thanks Sabrina for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here.
0: So Tell me a little bit, uh, before we get into your story, what is a mom coach? Because I think that needs to start being on registries. (laughs)
1: Sure. So I am a life coach. Um, I love working with women, but specifically I work a lot with moms in getting their lives back. And so one of the common things that we find is that when we become moms, we sort of morph into what we think society wants moms to be, Mm -hmm. which is overtired, over exhausted. You never have time for yourself. You don't think about yourself. You always come last and the kids always come first. And So as a life coach for moms, we really work on resurrecting the side of you that has been lost, that nobody's heard from in a really long time. So we can not just get your freaking life back, but get you back on the path to your purpose, because what happens with a lot of us is that we become engrossed in sort of a field of stagnation where you're just stagnant, your dreams are stagnant, your ideas are stagnant, your creativity is stagnant and it just, you know, it doesn't work out. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you know, it's so interesting that you say that because when I had my son, the one thing I wanted to make sure didn't happen was I didn't lose myself, right? Mm -hmm. So I started to work out and really lean into my community and I felt like I had... Nailed it to be honest. For the first year, I was like, Oh, I got this. One of the things that I didn't realize is that you start to, it's not that you start to like lose yourself and you're like, Oh, that doesn't feel like me. That doesn't, it's just that so many things start to happen and you start to make decisions differently as a mom. That Mm -hmm. one day you're like, Wait, this is the very thing I didn't want to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was trying to be very intentional, not losing myself, but I didn't know how that really was going to look like for me because i was a new mom and part of the struggle that i had while i was still showing up for myself i was working out trying to make time for myself it's the dreams part where i was like wait i'm still ambitious i'm i still have dreams and how do i kind of make that happen Mm -hmm. and so as moms are going through that before they hit the wall let's say that you know i mean we all we all get there. I, I don't want to say we all get there, but I. It's okay to have moments where we feel like, what just happened, but before we live in that world where we're always feeling lost. What do you think are some things that have that you've been through and that has, you know, you've seen in in working with moms that could kind of help us not avoid that, but just feel, like we have some choices there.
1: Sure. So I think. The, for me, one of the most important things to have is accountability partners. And what I mean by that is having people in your life that know you, that can fill these blind spots. Because when I work with my clients, we work off of my coaching um, model, which is about boundaries, your limiting beliefs about yourself and the blind spots. And so I ask you, like, which one of these three do you feel has got you most lost. The fact that you didn't set up boundaries for yourself and protection over whatever it is, your household, your privacy, um, or your purpose. Is it the limiting beliefs that you have about yourself that you can't do this, that you're not ambitious, that you can't achieve this goal? Or is it your blind spots that you don't know enough about yourself Mm -hmm. and who do you trust the most to fill in those blind spots for you? And so how we do this is, and I used to do this in just a workplace culture, which is where you revise, it's called revise, revise, repeat, reset, which is where you reach out to the top three people that you trust the most. And you ask them, how do I come off? Um, do I work well in a team environment? And so what it looks like for moms is it, that feel like they're lost is literally having people in your tribe that are going to be like, Hey, didn't you say you want to start that podcast? What's going right. on? Are you okay? I see you're not I see you're really frustrated and you usually aren't. Do you want me to take care of your kids? You know, like, what do you, what can I do? How can I uplift you? Like you need these people that I call your golden tribe that are going to cheer you on all the way. And, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to call it transactional, but you're also there for them. And so when you have people that can fill in these blind spots, then you're not just doing the analyzation, you're just not doing the mindset work, but you have other people in your circle. And for me, while I, in my story, I have many cave seasons where I just like go away and I don't talk to anybody for a while. I also feel like the most that I've learned about myself has been through other people.
0: Right. I love that the golden tribe, because man, it's real. I think oh, it hit me one day when I'm like, oh, when they say it takes a village, it's not just for the kids. It's yeah. for me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it literally takes a village, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So what has been your journey through, you know, you becoming a mom and just understanding what this process has been mm-hmm. like? Because I think that that's the beauty in how you share mm-hmm. um, the information and the work that you do. Often you share so many, I have like so many gems I've taken through your process. And that is what I, this is when people are like, oh, social media is whack and it sucks. I'm like, you're following the wrong people because not (laughs) my feed, not my feed. I'll tell you that
1: much. Yes. Where like my feed is just what I need. (laughs) I know. And, and, and having to clean that out from time to time, you know what I mean? And I, and Listen, I posted yesterday and mentioned the words fulano and mengano, and I didn't know how many people would resonate yeah. <laughs> with those two things, because it's so old school Latino, but it's yeah. literally still in my language. But that to me and the engagement that came from that was like, wow, people, this is community, right? Yeah. I understand it's virtual. But now that we have voice memos, women are doing things like you having this podcast and we're talking and meeting with each other. It is just so... I mean, it's more than amazing, but for me and my journey, you know, I, as we migrated to this country, the focus was like education, education. And so when I went away to college, I was so hyper-focused on being the best of the best and making sure that I gave the first kid that graduated from college, the best name possible. Right. Cause like That can never be taken away from me in history. And I felt like there was so much pressure. And so I did that, but college also, it was an environment for me. Well, where I learned about feminism, where I learned about women's rights. Mm -hmm. I just learned about the treatment of women in the workplace. I learned about so much. And so after that, I knew that I had graduated as this woman that was like, don't get in my way i'm super independent yeah i can do it all by myself nobody tells me what to do and these are the things i'm gonna do i'm gonna marry this guy with a phd and we're gonna like freaking run the world and i had a plan in my mind and i was like checking things off and then i met my husband who doesn't have a phd (laughs) and i had to let go of the plan because i really felt like god was calling us to be together And that I remember being the first step that I took outside of my list, right? Because becoming a mom, especially for women, is something that is spoken about since you're like three, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're given the baby doll to play with these, these sort of like formulas for motherhood. These seeds of motherhood are planted before you can even procreate. Like it's super, it's interesting. Let's just call it that. (laughs) And so it seems it sometimes even feels like you may not be given an option. This is just what you do. Right. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to become a mom. I'm going to have these kids and I'm going to get married. and I'm going to have this job. And so I finished school, got the nice paying job that I wanted, married the sexy, smart guy. And then it was like, Now, what do you do? Now you have kids, right? Like that's the next thing. And so when we got married, I said to myself, Karina, never lose yourself. Same thing that you said to yourself, Sabrina. I was like, don't ever lose yourself. And I think we got caught up in the honeymoon phase so much that I forgot what it was like to be independent. Like yeah. I knew, I've i lived by myself for years. Like I traveled by myself. I lived in foreign countries. Like I was so set on, but then like I became super attached to what I thought relationships were like. Same. And that flowed into motherhood. And so when I got pregnant, I was like, okay, these are all the things you do, right? Like you do this, you do that. And after I had TJ, Terrence and I actually started marriage counseling and TJ was about five months old when we started marriage counseling. And it was probably the worst time to start because a five month old, like nobody has time. We had nobody take care of the baby. So he would come with us to our sessions. We went to therapy for about two years and then I got sick. After I got sick, I was sick for about two and a half years. When I got sick, I was at the height of my career My kid um, had just started having issues in school um, with his teachers, and things were just dismantling. But I had set it up in such a perfect way. I had become this checklist human where I was just checking things off the list, not even taking a second to ask myself if this is what I wanted. And I know a lot of times we can say, like, well, how can you not want your kids? That's not what I mean. I just mean that, like, sometimes as women, as mothers, we make these decisions based off of what we think we should do
0: Mm -hmm. rather
1: than what we want to do. Right. You know, and so that is where I had reached a block where I was like, what do I do now? And I had let so many things come into my life, toxic relationships, toxic family members making decisions for me you know, we were working on our marriage. I hadn't had any boundaries. And so to answer your question, like what was that journey? Like it was freaking hard and it hasn't ended. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing is like, when we share these testimonies, I love people who share their living testimonies. Like Mm there's still very much happening. And although I'm not sick anymore, but I picked up a lot of practices. It's not like, I still don't have toxic people trying to enter my life or it's not like I don't have negative thoughts. That's not what I'm saying. Those things still happen, but I've learned to regulate and manage my emotions. I've learned and I'm still learning myself. And that's what I really want for moms and women like women. Yeah. Yeah. Women overall. Like I don't, I don't want to shame anybody who doesn't want to have kids. If you don't want to have
0: kids, that's fine. You know, it's, it's interesting. I'm listening to your story. And I think I assumed that I was going to lose myself when I had kids, but if I'm being real, real, I lost myself. The minute I started living with my husband when I took on that wifey role. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we got engaged and got married, it's like, we did everything together. And it was like you said, we're, we're at least for me, I was primed for that because that was, that was my mother's role to take care of my dad and, and myself. And even though my mom, worked and was like the pretty much the primary provider like they both worked but you know she did have a nine-to-five and she did all the things that she wanted to do at the end of the day she was doing that and all the house things right so I just saw that that was what was supposed to well what's different about me is that it's very hard for me to do domestic things (laughs) so a lot of the times I felt like I was falling short you know I wasn't doing the Cooking and the cleaning all the time, and all these things. And then, but now, I, you know, I'm good. We're talking 10 years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when it came to being with, you know, the kids and my husband, this is why last week or two weeks ago, when I went away without him with the mm-hmm. kids, that was big for me. And when our flight got canceled, you're right. Those thoughts, this was a thought I had. I was like, we're never going to see. Carlos again like, this is it, and I was just like this is what happens when I travel without him but that's not true right we're gonna see him again I will travel again without them because I did I was a very independent person I like you I graduated college I was like I'm moving to New York City I don't know anyone I don't care I'm gonna get an apartment I'm living my life and then I met somebody and then that that change, I automatically went from being a very independent person to a very codependent person that I'm still Mm -hmm. recovering from, to be honest, Um, still recovering Uh, every time that I step out of my comfort zone alone, um, you know, it's, it's hard for me because what I realized is that I was very codependent on my family growing up. So I really only had like a good, like out of my whole life, eight years of like being on my own. Mm -hmm. but it's still it's a long time but it's still the shorter end of like each spectrum
1: okay okay you
0: know because like up until 18 I was very by the rules like live by my parents rules you know all that and then when I met my husband when I was 24 25 um but yeah so you're you know hearing you talk I realized it's like wait the losing myself happened way before I had kids Mm -hmm.
1: yeah (laughs) yeah 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 and it but like it was very small. Oh, like yeah. you couldn't notice it. Right.
0: Or you just thought this is the way it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, my why wouldn't would... I
0: want my ride or die with me everywhere yes. I go? Yeah. You know? And
1: my husband would say to me, like, like, I remember some arguments he would be like, you never used to be like this. I'm like, what? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> and he, same for you. Yeah.
0: He, Cause yeah. we've had honest conversations where I'm like, well, if you don't like this family, then why would you be? You know, you get into the petty talks. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you were very confident when I met you, and I was like, "What? Well, I'm not anymore." You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And this it's- is years ago. We we've definitely come on the other side. I, I don't want to say we've come on the side. It's always a work in progress mm-hmm. because you know it. That's just part of it, and then as a but, I kind of did see it happening, and as a mom. I didn't want to put the same pressures I was putting on my husband on my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. Because some of that pressure was put on me as a kid and -hmm. still to it as an adult. Right. That. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, my parents live for me. I'm grateful for that. Um, But I, you know, just someone living for you is a lot of pressure.
1: And I mean, listen, I don't know about you, but I was reminded weekly. Yeah. I was reminded weekly that, you know, lo que hacemos, nosotros estamos in este país para ti. And I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> like, Are yeah. you billing me at the end? At, at the end? I don't there's, understand. Yeah,
0: you get so conflicted because you feel like that. And then there's the other side. It's like, well, I should be grateful. So yeah, no, I totally get it. I think that that's the beauty that I love when you start going through a transition. Yeah. So tell us about that transition because for me, when I decided, I'm sure my husband must've thought I was crazy. Cause I was like, I don't want the kids to depend on me. He probably be like, what about me? Because oh, yeah. he is very independent. Um, and now because I'm so aware of, of it, right. Mm-hmm. Of my codependency, I try to manage not only the way I feel and how it's really not about me or him, right. It's about mm-hmm. what I need mm-hmm. and then how to do that with the kids, which is really hard to do. Right. And I'm in this transition phase of growth. So what does growth look like? Because I think that as women, moms, Mm -hmm. married, not married, we all do sometimes feel just frustrated and be like, this can't be it. Right. Mm -hmm. But you don't know where to start. You don't know where the change begins. So what did that you were sick and then a transition started? What does that look like?
1: So I was laughing before because (laughs) I was just thinking about that change and the shift that you have with your family versus the family that you grew up with, or even your husband grows up with and how it looks, how, when you're intentional, it can look different. And I'm laughing about that because I can't, I cannot say how many times it's like, sometimes I feel like my family's freaking Yelp, like so many reviews about the things we decide to do. Yeah. And they're unsolicited. And I'm just like, you know, yeah, it's different. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Yeah. We're not going to do that. You know, I remember the first time was when we decided not to baptize TJ, but we were going to dedicate him to the church. Um, you know, cause for us as, as I matured into my faith, I did grow up Catholic, but, um, then I became a Christian and, and, you know, that's another thing on the side, but, um, what was I going to say? What ended up happening? I remember that conversation, which I was like, mom, listen, like baptism is something I do believe in, but I want it to be a decision that the kids make on their own. But for now we will dedicate them to the church and we'll dedicate them to God. And we're going to profess that we're going to raise these kids in a Christian household. And my mom was like, well, how about that? Like, it was just, I was yeah. like, Mom, this is my kid. Um, but I think to answer your other question about growth, So two things about growth. One is that it's really uncomfortable. So what it looks like is making sure that you're doing things that you wouldn't normally do. So the second part of growth is taking risks. So when people are like, how do I get started? Do something that's uncomfortable and do something that's completely different. You, You literally have to date yourself all over again. Because- you dated yourself up to the point where you got married and you had kids, but now you have to date yourself all over again. Take yourself out, go to dinner, figure out what type of eggs you like, figure out what type of movie you like. You And it's okay to change your mind. Like you yeah. don't have to like the same things over and over. And so growth to me as a woman really is about dating and learning about yourself at every stage. Think about it this way. Does the way that you parent, your one-year-old is completely different than how you parent your six-year-old. So why wouldn't that be the case with you? The way you take care of yourself in your 20s and versus the way you took care of yourself when you became a wife versus the way you take care of yourself when you became a mom versus the way you take care of yourself now that you've been a mom for five, six years. Those are four completely different women. Yeah. My husband always says, he's like, I've been married to 50 versions of you. I'm like, wow, and you're still here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's so true. It's like you go through all these versions of yourself and we need to honor them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and even step into this new person who you're like, okay, I'm gonna do something new. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I'm gonna do something that feels uncomfortable because we all sort of long for something. And sometimes we just don't talk about it. I was listening to a podcast and, you know, the amount of decisions that like you said that are made for us as women is ends up putting us in a place where we don't even know how to make decisions. Mm. And this is why sometimes the biggest argument is what are we ordering for dinner and you're like I don't know what do you want, you know? Because <laughs> we can't even make that simple decision at times, right? <laughs> like just pick something and and move on that. So I think that that's very interesting how you how you put that out like that because for me it, it's also been that way. Um So last thing I want to just touch base on because you have a process of what boundaries look like. And I think a lot of the times we don't have them because we don't even know what they are, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what are boundaries so that we know how to protect?
1: Yeah. So boundaries is, think about it this way. Boundaries is where you draw the line. Where you're just, boundaries are a method to teach people how to treat you how to respect you, how to talk to you. Um, And listen, like the word boundaries is like super scary in the sense that it can be scary where people feel like, oh, boundaries, like now I have to walk on eggshells with you. No, 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 no. Boundaries is simply another form of you knowing how to work with me and how to treat me. So the reason why sometimes it's super difficult to even set up boundaries is because of what or who you're setting up boundaries with. And two, because you don't know what boundaries do. Boundaries are meant to protect you, protect your privacy, protect your home, um, protect the people, you as a person, and then protect your um, purpose overall, like your God-given purpose, right? And that's why I talk so much about stagnation and how much when you don't set boundaries, you could become stagnated from your purpose, right? Boundaries with your time, boundaries with saying, no, most people that have difficulty, and that's me also recovering from it is recovering uh, as a people pleaser. That's why it was so difficult for me to set boundaries, right? Especially as women where we're like, yeah, yeah, we can do it all. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today, actually, in one of my lives is called, I'm not a unicorn. And I think for me, when you become, good at a lot of things people are like oh yeah just ask her she'll do it right yeah. and even at home when you display the fact that you can make a dinner get the kids ready book a flight book the doctor's appointment and still get yourself ready and attend the birthday party exactly at 3 p.m when it started people are like wow yeah just ask her to also pick up the plates from walmart right I'm not a unicorn just because I can, doesn't mean I should be asked to. Yeah. And I think with that, I'll go ahead. Oh, go ahead. And with boundaries, people respect you enough to be like, no, 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 no. Like I, this is enough. And that's what boundaries does. It protects your life for real.
0: And I want to share something about boundaries because I didn't realize I had so many good boundaries. I've just always been a person who does what I want to do. And then I communicated in a way where it, I'm like, it's just what I need. That's it. Right. But mm-hmm. I learned this, believe it or not, from my senior mythology English teacher. And she said something that stuck with me. And that's the day that I realized, oh, I have to start saying no to my mom. So wow. <laughs> she basically, you know, she was a white lady and she was like, you know, sometimes when I ask my daughter to do something, she'll say, oh, I can't, I can do it at this time. And I was like, That doesn't fly at my house. Like when my mom says something has to get done, Mm -hmm. I have to do it. And she said, well, if my daughter can't say no to me, the highest authority, she won't learn how to say no to others.
1: Wow. And I
0: was like, wait, what? Wow. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So I did move across the country for college, but when I moved to New York city, you know, it became like, I'm moving to New York and you're right. Like the the opinions and everything Mm -hmm. starts right. I'm 40 now. So now whenever I say I'm doing something, my mom goes, okay. Pero, mija, and she goes, I mejor no." know. You know, she'll be like, okay, never mind. I have nothing else to say. So because she knows that like my mind is made up. Mm-hmm. I have to work on that with others around me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'm much better at it. But that was my my thing. And, and it's so interesting how you lay it out that it has been able to provide me with a level of protecting. Mm -hmm. my purpose and my journey Mm -hmm. where I don't feel the pressure as much Mm -hmm. because very little people will question me the more you set boundaries the more people expect you to
1: yeah yeah like yeah and they I I just think there's a different level of respect there that especially as women especially people who have families you want you want people to be like hey just checking in do you need anything or hey just checking in what do you think about um you know helping me out with this do you think you have some time If not, you know, then you're going to get the other one, which is like, hey, can you make, you know, whatever happened, happen? Yeah, because you just do it. I remember when I was sick and people even knew I was sick. I mean, I had a broken foot. I lost my hearing. I was living with a drain in my body. It was crazy. And people still were asking me to do stuff. And I was like booting around like on a little scooter. And I thought to myself, like, I did this. Right? Right. Like I was upset at people. But then I had the epiphany where I was like, I did this. Like I did this. Like I even, oh my God, now thinking back, I even went to a job interview on the scooter like a week after I had my foot surgery and the elevator was broken. So I had to put the scooter like on my shoulder and hop staircase by staircase. And even then I was like, why did I even, why didn't I reschedule? Right, right. Why didn't I figure out somebody to come with me? Why didn't I ask for it to be virtual? Like I just didn't. Right. Okay. Because we're just like full force, get it done. And I think that as women, when we're like we can make anything possible, we also have to set boundaries with ourselves. Like, eh, I'm not going to do that. Like literally before we got on the call, I called a laundry service for the first time in my life. Cause I was like, you know what? I get my house deep cleaned once a month for the last maybe three, four years. And I love it. But honestly, Sabrina, I don't have time for freaking laundry anymore. I just don't. I've,
0: I've been sending out my laundry for some time. And (laughs) yeah, I, I actually was just like, I don't want to spend my time like that. Um, because the, I actually did the math and there was very, it wasn't that much of a difference too. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, no, this is, this will provide me more time to spend doing the things I want to do. Right. So on Sundays, when it's our only family day, I don't have to worry about that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and figuring that part out. So wow. I think learning what support is, is, is really big. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And I
0: feel guilty about it sometimes like sharing it out loud. Cause mm-hmm. I'd be like, cause you know, you see the means you're like this, well, it's, you know, the laundry and I'm like, I don't do laundry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know. And I think I think I'm hooked. Like I was like, how much? That's it. That's and you're what gonna I'm telling come? you. I'm like, and then you're gonna come pick it up and then you'll drop it off. Yeah. Uh, will you separate it? And the guy was like, Yeah, we'll separate it by family member. I was like, What? This yep. is I'm I'm gonna can't.
0: tell you sometimes though, like I get the bag and it stays in the bag for like a day or two. So <laughs> there's always something, but I'm grateful for that. Oh my yeah. god. Thank you so much. I could talk to you forever. I think you have so much to discuss. <laughs> I'll definitely have you back on. But part of being um, in that mom thrive mode is to have the grace that you just talked about, right? Yeah. To go through the journey and honor it. And so if you had to drop us with one nugget about, you know, for that mom right now or woman who's feeling just like, you know, in, in the intro of, of this podcast, I talk about like you know, you're thriving, whether you're crying in a corner or or mm-hmm. showing up as that best person. So what's mm-hmm. that nugget that you could drop for when you're feeling you need that boost, that Karina F Dave boost? <laughs>
1: okay. Um, so for the listeners, if if you're feeling right now, like you don't know what to do, you don't know what next move to make, everything is just you feel like super heavy. I just want you to take a deep breath and I want you to remember that whoever you were before the responsibilities that you took on as a mom, as a wife, as a caretaker, whatever it is, your job, that there was somebody that you were before all of this. And she matters. She matters enough for you to advocate for her. She matters enough for you to take care of her. She matters enough for you to talk to her. She matters enough for you to invest in her and whatever it is. She matters enough for you to bring out those creative ideas, that creative bug that has been bothering you. I know it's been bothering you. I know on a daily basis, you have so many ideas that instantly you dismantle with another idea that you just don't have time for it. But I'm here to remind you that you do have time for it. And there are other women out there ready to work with you to tell you how to make time for it. They're ready to help you. So you can invest in yourself and who God wants you to be. Yeah. So you do matter before any of this. You come first. You're not a bad mom. Just listen to me. You are not a bad mom for taking care of yourself. You will be a much better mom if you do. I promise you that.
0: Yes. I feel like you were talking to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell us where they can find you on Instagram and TikTok. Cause I'm sure. <laughs>
1: I know. I just finished a TikTok class, which is amazing. Um, Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at Karina F as in Frank Daves, um, or go to my website, KarinaFDaves.com. If you want to work together, you can go to the link in my bio and fill, fill out an application. But this is what I love to do. I love to help moms resurrect the size of themselves that has been lost for a very long time. And I know that we can get you there. Or you can find me on TikTok for some laughs at Karina F. Daves. Um, Send me a spoke signal, a DM, whatever it is. I really, really want to work with you. I want to help you.
0: Yeah, thank you, Karina. Okay, mamas, next week we'll catch you with a new guest. But for today, I want to thank Karina for being here. And I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Awesome. What an episode. Karina is one of those people you definitely want in your corner as you start to further develop into your mom journey. And I say develop because we become moms when we have a baby and we start to parent, but mom is such a multidimensional um word. And it comes with so many sides. And often we're only taking care of the parent side, but mom is the woman you were before and after the woman you're going to become. And having someone like Karina in your corner will definitely not only make you feel less alone, but make you really understand who you are, where you're trying to go and how you're going to get there. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Can't wait for the next time.